This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. In this hour, Al, I'm Mm -hmm. really looking forward to uh, the next segment because I'm going to explain how the guy that won us our only Super Bowl may have helped to beat us in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm Uh referring to Doug Peterson, and we have information that is highly explosive Mm -hmm. and that we plan to roll out, and it will probably be picked up all over the country, Mm -hmm. and probably later today, Mike Sielski will do a whole column on it. Yep, all that's going to play out perfectly. Because Mike (laughs) is on the line right now, and Mike has some great insights. Mike did some great work out of Arizona. Back in town, from the Inquirer, Mike Sielski. Hi, Mike. Angelo, I already have a column teed up and ready to go. Before you walk out the door, don't make me redo my work. Come well, on. all I'm saying is this is intriguing stuff. That's all I can say, and you're good at intriguing stuff, Mike. Just tell me one thing. You had a bet with Glenn Mack now. Right? Did you win or lose the bet? Oh, <laughs> you're starting off on a bad foot. I lost the bet. I lost the stupid football bet with Glenn. What was the bet? The bet is a little too complex to explain quickly. Okay. It was about the it was about the Eagles special teams. Glenn thought they were going to be pretty good. I thought they were going to be pretty bad. And when Britton Covey returned that punt twenty seven yards in the Super Bowl, Glenn won the bet. So I have to buy <laughs> oh, him. Oh no, good, Mike! Aww. What about what happened with the sixty five yard mm. punt return? You were right. Yeah, yeah, but they that wasn't within the parameters of the bet. My mm-hmm. my fault. Well, I would not pay off given what happened out there. <laughs> yeah, Mike, yeah, me... you're cheap, man. You're cheap. <laughs> so true. Mike, was this the worst loss in Philadelphia sports history? No. No? no oh, you not. didn't even need time. What was that? Well, I mean, depends on what you mean by loss. You can go back to 1964, like a lot of listeners I'm sure can, to the Phillies blowing a six-and-a-half game lead with 12 to go. I think the uh, – the 2005 Super Bowl loss, in a way, was worse than this one because of the buildup to get to that point. Uh, the Eagles had been knocking on the door for so long uh, that that one hurt a little more, I suspect. Uh, and look, Angelo, I was 18 years old and a freshman in college, sitting in a dorm room with friends when Mitch Williams threw uh, down and in pitch to Joe Carter in Game 6 of the 93 World Series. 
I think that one was worse. All right. Then let's break this down and see if we can figure out if when you put it all together, this was worse than any of those. little casualty list. Mm -hmm. We'll start with the guy everybody's talking about, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Should he come back and will he come back? Assuming he's not hired in Arizona. Should he come back? Will he come back? Good question. Uh, I don't think he will come back. I think uh, if I had to guess, I don't have any inside information on this. I would think the Cardinals are going to hire him. Uh, I was, I thought Gannon was fine as a defensive coordinator. He did not certainly have his best showing in that Super Bowl. Uh, what bothered me about um, the situation the other night, uh, to be honest, Angelo, was that Gannon was nowhere to be found after that game. James Bradbury, after that penalty, you can argue whether it should have been called or shouldn't have been called stood there at his locker for 20 minutes and answering questions about the biggest mistake he's probably ever made in his career and ever will make. And Jonathan Gannon didn't. Jonathan Gannon wasn't there. Just to face the music. I'm not saying he's got to talk to us and he's got to provide insightful answers. He's got to stand up there with his guys. And he didn't do that. And that, that bothered me. I have to say that bothered me. I don't know if that's enough to say he shouldn't be back as the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. But it bothered me. Mike, had he been available at other games? No, but this oh. is not any other game. This You're is right. the Super Bowl. You're right. 100% right. All right. Uh, how much of this loss rubs off on Sirianni? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't know how much. Um, you know, the Eagles really played well offensively. You, They made mistakes that they couldn't make against a team they couldn't make them. But you can't argue that they should rank in the under the spotlight or anything like that uh i don't know that you can blame sirianni for instance for jalen hurts's fumble uh that was just a, a self-inflicted wound uh that i'm sure jalen would like to have back but that team all in all looks pretty ready to go to me and i think that's a that's a pretty good reflection on nick sirianni all right here's the next one mike i'm still trying to weigh this one myself all i said for two weeks was when you have the advantage in the trenches, you usually win the big game. The Eagles supposedly had the advantage on both lines, and it did not play out that way. Did we overrate how good the Eagles' lines were? I don't know if we overrated them as much as uh, the Chiefs' two lines kind of rose to meet the, the, the measure of the game. Uh, they, they played really well. Now, look. The Eagles' offensive line certainly pass-blocked very well for Jalen Hurts. Uh, he had plenty of time to throw on most plays. Uh, he picked the Chiefs apart for the most part, uh, so you can't complain there. Obviously, they did not run the ball uh, in the way that they would have wanted. And I think conversely on the defensive line, when you've got a, a quarterback like Mahomes, and I say that knowing there really isn't another quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you, you've got to do something different, I think. Uh, and... You can't just rely on what you've relied on all season. That guy is so good and so special. You've got to try to surprise him in some ways, and, and that I didn't see out of Gannon. And, you know, look, the defensive line got, got outplayed, with the exception of Hassan Reddick, who was all over the place. And if you watch the postgame, you hear Mahomes saying in the celebration of the Chiefs locker room, man, number seven was all over me and after me all night. Um, they just they didn't play well enough. All right. Um, Mike, the next one. I'm really curious about because I know you and you probably even was standing on it. Can you explain how they could play a game that important on that surface? 
Did you actually get to see it at all? Nobody seemed to be able to keep their balance. What did you see being there yourself? I did not get down on the field. I wasn't allowed on the field. Oh, okay. uh, but it was it was ridiculous. It was utterly ridiculous. And, you know, Angelo, this is the kind of thing that um, this is why you need – this is going to sound self-serving, and I don't mean it to, but this is why you need kind of independent people and media looking into entities like the NFL and saying, hey, wait a minute here. The NFL was touting for hours and days before this game, oh, $800,000 were spent to put this turf down on this stadium, and it's going to be wonderful, and it's similar to this turf and that turf. And then you get out there, and it was like they were playing you know, at the Wells Fargo Center uh, on the ice rink. And uh, there were an awful lot of press releases, awful lot of touting about how wonderful that field, those field conditions were, and then they weren't. Uh, and... I don't know if it affected the outcome of the game one way or another, but it certainly made it harder for the guys in the field to play the game. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I, Mike, this next question, I know you have little children, and um, I, Alice saying this wasn't the worst loss, but I have been getting lots of videos of little kids crying. If your kid's a big sports fan, he's young, how do you, what do you say to him about this kind of a loss? How do you get, a, get them past it? Well, <laughs> it's funny you say this, Angelo, because my older son, who's 11, is probably the biggest Atlanta Falcons fan in the Delaware Valley. Don't, don't ask me. I'm not going to get into no, why he is. You shouldn't. I'm not going to get into it, <laughs> but he is. And he's been lamenting 28-3 to in the 2016-17 Super Bowl for a long time now. And the thing that I tell him, at least I tell him, is that, hey, pal, I grew up a Philadelphia sports fan. You ain't seen misery yet. So um, that's. That's what I try to say, that, look, only one team can win, and you have to enjoy the ride while you have it. And I think most Eagles fans, once they get some distance from the Super Bowl, will look at it that way and say, hey, we thought they'd be pretty good this year. We didn't think they'd be this good. We got to enjoy Jalen Hurts and and see his rise into a terrific player, and you're going to get to see more of them in the years to come. Absolutely. 100% right. I I just got – if you want to read a terrific article, Read Mike's column afterwards, which basically says, in maybe the greatest Super Bowl ever, the Eagles just weren't good enough. It's brilliant. It's phenomenal, Mike. As always, Mike, thank you for all the contributions you made to the show. You are an extraordinary talent, and I really appreciate it. Angelo, thank you for giving me an opportunity. Uh, It's been a while since uh, we were walking across campus on LaSalle University all those years ago, and uh, I appreciate everything you've done for me. Thanks. Mike, you're the best. Thank you very much.